Welcome listeners to the Thundercast. I'm your host, Connor Sanders, here with cross-country and track and field athlete Allison Prey. Allison, thank you so much for joining the program. You're welcome. I'm really happy to have you, um, especially as cross-country season heating up, track always on the horizon. Just wanted to get you in and talk to you a little bit. So how are you feeling about early season so far? I'm feeling pretty good. The team's looking really good and strong, and we were a little worried losing some of our top girls from yeah. last year. That was definitely a concern, but our freshmen came in really strong, and we've all improved a lot, so I'm feeling good about about this early on season. Yeah, it's something we saw a lot last season. Angie Nickerson comes to mind primarily as the you know Big Sky individual champion, right. and then she moves on, and it's like, okay, what happens now? So is it strange not having those players around? Um, Angie actually is kind of helping coaching right now, okay. so she does a lot of workouts with us, which is awesome, you know, to have someone running with us, especially someone at her level. Yeah. Um, it is different with a lot of our other athletes that aren't around. It's definitely a lot different atmosphere, but I mean, we're adjusting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure that I mean, you guys spend so much time outside of running and doing that kind of things together it's probably feels strange to have that void but Mm -hmm. it's good to have Angie still around do you go to her for advice for leadership kind of things or oh definitely like I met up with her just the other day just to talk about running and she I think we all just really look up to Angie and really respect her so it's really nice to still have her around for that yeah I remember last year uh talking to her and like how her first two years here were just so difficult and then all of a sudden they discovered she had deficiency in her iron in her blood right she's mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden she's the fastest <laughs> in the conference it's funny um so tell me just a little bit about your experience in athletics um did you show an efficiency for or an affluence for athletics from a young age uh yeah i've been running since i was about eight years old i'd go on like a mile run with my mom every day and it's just definitely like i did city league track before i even got to junior high and you know so it's always just kind of been and i've done even just sports in general since t-ball i've been playing all different kinds of sports and so like i've always just been interested do you have a pretty athletic family yeah no my dad and my mom both were into running and basketball and ball, you know all the other sports so they grew up athletic and my siblings most for the most part are athletic not so much now but so where do you fall in your siblings how many do you have and are you the, like the oldest or the youngest i'm the second oldest out of five okay so um were you kind of looking up to your older sibling is maybe an athletic influence or was it something that you kind of forged your own path on? Um, I think it was more my mom than my siblings. My brother is, my older brother was a little more into music, Okay. but my mom just, you know, because she ran every day and just, it was something that I, for some reason wanted to do. I can't tell you why at that age, but I did. (laughs) (laughs) And so it was just like our thing. Me and my mom would go run a road race every Saturday over the summer. It was like our little thing that we would go do and we loved it. And so just from then on, I've... Yeah, there's definitely something about um, doing athletic things with your parents. Like Mm -hmm. for me and my dad, it was just like playing catch Mm -hmm. or just, you know, walking around talking about sports or whatever. There's this definitely a connection in that, and mm-hmm. I can't even imagine running because you guys are just yeah. together for that whole time. No, it's so bonding, and it's like I think it's so important. Like it was just important for mine and my mom's relationship just to to get to that point. And we just got so close from then on, and it's just been great in every other aspect of my life. So yeah, absolutely. Um, <coughs> so I hate running. <laughs> <laughs> Most people do. <laughs> I, 
uh, represent the majority of the population in that department. But right. <laughs> um, you wrote an article for SU News, which will be posted by the time this podcast goes up, about how mm-hmm. you actually enjoy running. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I would say you're a bit of a sadist, but <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about um, why you enjoy running so much, and especially why you've enjoyed doing it even since such an early age. Mm-hmm. I think one of the hardest parts about the sport is starting. When you start running, it is really hard because you're not in shape to do that specific thing, yeah. and so it's exhausting and it's hard and it's. It really is. It's so horrible. I've been there. I've been injured and I've had to come back and it really is so hard. But when you, I think what's helped me is competing. I love to compete yeah. and that's what helps keep me motiva- motivated because training isn't always fun. Like it really is yeah. hard and that's the point of it is so that you can get better. But you do reach a point in fitness where you can go run eight to 10 miles and it's not hard and it doesn't hurt. It's more of like building to that point. And so once you reach that point, you know, running really can be just like so relaxing and just a stress reliever. And it really like with the right people, if you're with the right people, just super enjoyable, just good conversations. I don't know, I love it. And just like improving. When you see improvement, that's one of like the biggest things, the most exciting things is after a race, you run a great race and just your adrenaline is so high and you're literally, you are on cloud nine. You're so (laughs) stoked and you're like, I just did that. And that was so cool. And it's just like, I I live for that high. Like it's, I love it so much. Just, yeah, it's great. (laughs) Hearing you talk about it, I want to go run around right now. Um, It's something very tangible about running. Uh, you can see your time like I did this well mm-hmm. and I usually do this well but then I shaved a few seconds off or whatever mm-hmm. whereas in like basketball or football like you can improve but still lose right like you can get unlucky things cannot go your way like mm. officiating can ha- have an impact but really in running you just get out there and go yep and then whatever your time tells time tells everything it does it's true like you can have an off day and stuff but it is very like black and white like you ran this time and it can't be argued like you can argue who the best basketball player is or the best football more so like it's more opinion based but with running you can't say another runner is better when their time isn't as good like it's just it's not arguable yeah absolutely and that kind of progression of seeing yourself improve that time over and over that must Mm -hmm. be a very uh, rewarding experience it definitely is it's very rewarding yeah absolutely but that I mean, you don't get that reward without all the work you put in, right? Right. And as a student athlete, I'm sure that that's very difficult. So how how often do you run then? Like how much time a week do you think you spend actually running? Um. So I run normally six days a week. I don't usually, personally, I don't do seven, but we do have athletes on the team that yeah. will do seven. Um, I run probably eight to 10 miles a day. So an hour to an hour... I don't know, 15 minutes, depending yeah. on the day I'll be running. And then we have weights, so I'll be doing that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I'm sure that adds up to some busy days. Mm-hmm. Um, can you maybe just lay out like what your daily schedule is? Like what time do you have to wake up? What time are you going to weights and all that stuff? A typical day. So I wake up at six because we have practice at 6.30 in the morning. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> that part's <laughs> not so fun. It changes in track, but for cross country, I'm up at 6 a.m., I'm at practice 6.30. Um, we'll do our warm-up drills and stuff, especially since it's cold. Warm-ups are important so you don't yeah. get hurt. Um, and on just a normal easy run day, we'll just go do our mileage. And then workout days, we'll do a warm-up, so like two to three-mile warm-up. 
and then we'll do whatever coach has us do, which is normally not easy. <laughs> it's good. It's good for improvement, but they're usually pretty tough. Um, after that, we have weights, so we'll go to weights for 40 minutes and then classes and so just a normal day after what that. What time are you done with your morning ac- like exercises and stuff? 8.30 usually by the time we get done with, because coach will talk to us and we have little things, but usually 8.30 we'll be We'll be done with, oh, wait, no, after weights. Closer to, like, 9.20 okay. we'll be done. So, like, by 9.30, you've already run a certain amount of miles mm-hmm. and done your weights and stuff. Yep. So, how do you stay awake in class? <laughs> Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you adjust. I mean, you start going to bed a lot earlier. Like, the other night, I went to bed at 8.15 because I was so tired. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you just adjust. The the very beginning is so hard, but... Yeah coffee coffee saved my life <laughs> for the first part of cross country season yeah I, I can't even imagine <laughs> i just it's like that combination of being so overwhelmed with so much to do and then having to measure your sleep schedule out mm. and all that can i'm sure that's overwhelming yeah it's hard it's mostly hard when we travel because we travel so far like minnesota and wisconsin and places like that colorado um, so we'll leave Wednesday or Thursday and won't get back till Saturday night or Sunday. So it's makes school a little bit challenging. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm definitely a procrastinator in terms of school. Like I have a six page essay due on Friday. I'm gonna <laughs> start probably tonight. Um, but how do you manage to stay up on your schoolwork? Are you doing school while you're away, like while you're mm-hmm. traveling and things, or how do you measure that out? Um, I typically try, I'm also a procrastinator, I try to get as much done as I can before. Um, Usually I've contacted teachers and they work with me really well, like the teachers on campus, at least mine, they're really good with working with me and really patient with me. So they'll let me turn in things, like extend the due dates for me, which is really helpful. Or like sometimes I do bring my laptop with me more times than not and I'll have to do like a quiz or something while traveling. Which is kind of a pain, but I mean, I signed up for it, so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's, I mean, that uh, kind of reward of not only the runner's high and that experience of like um, seeing yourself improve, but also the connection you feel with your teammates. That's something that you wrote about quite a bit in your article that will, once again, I'm going to plug it. News, <laughs> read Allison Prey's article, but um, tell me about the connection you have with your teammates and how that drives you forward. So me and my teammates are actually really close. We just, I think part of it is because we go through the same things every day and we all understand what it takes to be a runner because it is not easy. It is a lot of hard work and even racing it, like all of it, it just is so mental and it hurts. But instead of, you know, pitting that against each other, we end up just, we ended up so close. Cause I know other teams, they do kind of get wrapped up in the drama cause you know, girls all on one team, you know, it can be, you know dramatic sometimes but I think for the most part there's really no drama we just get along and we're very like just on the track we're you know so positive and so supportive and we're always cheering for each other even in practice and we're like we'll talk to each other and when someone's down we're just like no you're fast you're fit like you know we'll talk to each other and just encouraging each other and I think that's just like I don't know, as a team, we just have built that. So when we get new freshmen and new girls, we since we relay that on them, they give it back. Yeah. And so it's just like, just like an endless process of positivity. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, and even like a lot of us will live together and 
we hang out after school and we just all get along really well. Well, I mean, it's kind of like it's psychologically proven at this point that you tend to become friends with the people you hang out with, mm-hmm. right? The people mm-hmm. that you are forced to be around usually end up being your closest friends. So it makes sense to you guys, especially having gone through so much together. Like I, we talk about the good parts of running, but they're, mm-hmm. I mean, you get hurt. People mm-hmm. get shin splints and all that stuff. And then when you're not doing well, that has to be incredibly demoralizing. No, it's hard, especially mentally. I think that's the hardest part for some girls is mentally they get, because running, honestly, is so much more mental than it is physical. Yeah. It really is such a mental sport. And so when pe- when girls are getting in their heads and they're just mentally struggling, that's the hardest part with the sport, I think, is because once you're stuck in that rut, it's really hard to get out of, especially if you don't have good teammates to help you yeah. through it. Did you ever feel like you were in a rut like that, maybe in your early time on campus? Uh, my freshman year, I was a little bit. I came in and I was, I was fit, but I, I definitely struggled. I didn't. It was. I wasn't used to being so far behind. Yeah. There were so many girls in college that were so fast, and I just didn't know how to race. And the distance was weird. And I just like everything that I thought I knew, I didn't anymore. And so I was just kind of like. I didn't know what I was doing more so. And yeah. so I was stuck in that mental of like, well, I'm going to take last in this heat because I'm so much slower than all these girls. And it was the most frustrating thing for me. But I did get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, was it just kind of like missing home that led to the struggles? Or um, I guess just adjusting to vision one life is probably pretty tough too. Mm-hmm. It was hard. I did. I was very homesick. I didn't quite I had a harder time making friends when I first got here I just had so much going on at home so I was always at home and I just had all my friends at home and just all these people that I already liked and already you know connected with and so it was hard for me down here because I just didn't know anybody I didn't even come with a friend and so I think that was a big part of it I was just a little more lonely I think and I just kind of want to be home with my friends yeah you definitely um, every student experiences that, but not every student has to be running cross country at division one level <laughs> while they're experiencing those feelings. So good on you for overcoming it. Um, when you were in high school, were you, did you know that you wanted to pursue cross country long-term or was it just something that you enjoyed doing or kind of what was your perspective there? Um, definitely at the beginning of high school, I was like, yes, I'm for sure going to run in college. And I was super stoked about it. And then I got really hurt my sophomore year. I was out for four months and just like trying to come back from that was just a roller coaster for me. It took me a long time. I didn't beat my freshman times till I was a senior because I was so, I was just really struggling with running. But I think halfway through my junior year, I almost quit because I was so frustrated, but I was like, I do not want to pay for college. (laughs) And I was like, if I'm going to (laughs) run, I'm going to run and I'm going to run the best that I can. So then I kind of buckled down and got myself together. And now I'm like my senior year, like I I wanted to, I wanted to run in college and it seemed fun and it wasn't just a, I didn't want to pay for it thing. (laughs) But there's definitely a moment where I was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So when did Southern Utah University get in contact with you about running after high school? So they started talking to me 
my senior year is really when they got in contact with me. Uh-huh. They were honestly, with the whole recruiting process, they were so awesome. They stopped on the way to a meet in Idaho at my high school. They drove separate to stop at my high school just to talk to me. And I think that was like a really big selling point for me is yeah. because they were so invested in me and just like... I mean, Coach Wool and Coach Limp are just really awesome. They, I could tell that they just really care about their athletes and they're there to help you as an athlete. And it's not because I feel like a lot of coaches are just like, I have to build my team. I want the yep. best team. But I feel like our coaches actually care about us as individuals and care about making us the best athlete that we can be for us. Yeah. And of course, they want a great team and all that. But I really felt like that genuine like care. I definitely, <laughs> I just hit my head on the mic. That's why I made that, <laughs> that funny noise. Um, just no point ignoring it at this point. My yeah, good it, it's, the it's there. <laughs> so, um, and I lost my train of thought. Great. Slack <laughs> uh, can just do what you want with that. But, oh, I remember what I was going to say. So it's, I think it's really easy to get caught up in especially as a coach in the thing that separates division one athletics and really college athletics from professional athletics is you're constantly having um, turnover in the team. You Mm -hmm. have seniors that graduate and move on. You have freshmen that come in. You're always planning for the future while also always planning to try and be as good as you are now, which Mm -hmm. I think makes it kind of easy to lose that connection with the players Mm -hmm. because you know, like, okay, I need this person to be as good as I can get them to be for four years. And then they move on. Right. It's not like you're, you know, you're investing in a rookie quarterback that has all this potential future, right? Mm-hmm. You have four years to get it right. Right. And then that athlete moves on. So it speaks a lot to our coaching staff at Southern Utah that they're able to make that connection with you even from an early time in, in your high school career. Oh, definitely. And that you can even see it afterwards, coach is still in contact. Con- oh my gosh, contact. <laughs> I know how to talk. <laughs> in contact with other athletes that have been here. Like we'll get... Cam Levins, he was he was one that really got so fast and made a career with running even after college. And he'll come run with us or, yeah. you know, Hayden Hawks or Ashley. Like, we have athletes that still come run with us that Coach is still close with. And, like, he really just genuinely cares about his athletes and his team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so now let's talk about just the actual strategy of a meet. Because okay. you run a lot of different races, especially during track season. Mm-hmm. You run different distances. You have to, I'm sure that's taxing on your body to try and measure <laughs> those things out. But for a cross-country race, um, tell me about kind of your mindset going in. And do you have to, like, plan out when you're going to maybe not go as fast as you possibly can, pacing yourself? Like, how does that all work? So going into me, I just try to stay a little more relaxed. I get, I do get really nervous personally. I get yeah. really, cause I care, you know, it's good to be nervous cause that means you care, but sometimes I care a little too much and I get a little too nervous. So I try to put those nerves into a little bit more of an excitement because I am excited. Like yeah. I love to race, racing and competing is fun. It's the beginning of the race is by far the worst part. I don't care how miserable I am in the race. I take that over the beginning <laughs> of the race. Like it's so, the nerves, the nerves definitely get to me, but I've gotten pretty good at just like controlling them. And um, we do just like our warm ups, and I just try not to get in my head about yeah. the race. And I know myself as an athlete at this point. And so I know what I'm capable of. 
And so, yeah, that going into that, that's typically how it is. I, I am weird. I joke when I'm nervous. <laughs> I joke a lot. <laughs> and so my team probably gets really annoyed, but I just throw all these jokes. <laughs> and that's what keeps me calm. So <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you approach, especially with different distances, do you approach different races differently? Do you know, like, I just need to push it as hard as I can mm -hmm. for this one? Or do you pace yourself depending on the race? So it's definitely race-based. Um, like this past weekend, we were in Griac. We raced at Griac. And that course is really hilly. Like, it's just, it's probably the hardest course we'll do yeah. in our um, collegiate time here or whatever. But so going into a race like that, you can't start out as fast as you would at when we race at Riverside. It's a very flat, more downhill course. Yeah. So you're definitely going to start a lot faster. So it's definitely course based when it comes to cross country because each course is different. But and cross country is long distance anyways. And with a long distance race, it always has to be paced because yeah. if you go out too hard, you're going to kill yourself. <laughs> like you'll, you'll die. You will be you'll so miserable. Out, yeah. yeah, you will. So you want to start a little bit more conservative. You don't want to feel very fatigued at the beginning of a race because if you do, yeah. you have a problem <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you're going to have a very hard time finishing. So and Sorry to no, you. No, you're fine. Do you walk the course beforehand to kind of get a feel for things? Or do your coaches tell you about the co course or how does that work? So we actually run the course the day before. So okay. for our run, we'll go and we'll run the course just so everyone knows the course, which I actually, I really appreciate because yeah. sometimes you really don't know what you're getting yourself into. Like at Griac, if I wouldn't have done the course before, I would have had a whole different experience <laughs> during the race. So when you're making that first run, <clears throat> are you like making notes mentally like oh this part I'm gonna this is a good chance for me to speed up or mm -hmm. this is a part where I really need to slow down do you kind of make notes for that no definitely you'll find parts in the and especially it's more person-based in that yeah. case like for me hills are something I struggle with more so so when I come to a hill I'm like hey this part I'm gonna have to be tough and then you kind of focus on what comes after that so I'm like hey this hill leads into a flat so I got to remember to surge out or like this goes into a downhill so I'll be able to open my stride and go down the hill like I'll be able to kind of visualize like okay I can handle this part better than this so I'm gonna have to be a little more tough on this part yeah and then make up ground on this part you know you definitely do kind of mentally make a plan yeah. for your race it's not like a NASCAR race where it's gonna be the same the whole time right like you're literally measuring every single step you take no definitely it's definitely different <laughs> yeah so um what's like your average time for a cross-country race average time like a, a time you hit pretty consistently okay that's a rough question <laughs> it isn't so it, this is a lead into another question so it doesn't okay. have to be like super perfect measured. okay so i'd probably say for this year oh, i don't even know because griac normally you run a minute to a minute 20 seconds slower which is a lot of time off yeah but based off riverside probably mid 20s i'm assuming will probably be my average maybe a little bit faster like low 20s i'm assuming yeah. is probably what it'll be around so 20 minutes is a long time mm -hmm. um and you're just running that whole time but obviously mm -hmm. you're thinking too mm -hmm. so what's running through your mind while you're running the race <laughs> are you just focused on the race or are you just thinking about like got this thing to do after <laughs> this or what what's your like What's running through your mind as mm -hmm. you're running the course? I definitely get asked this question a lot. I'm definitely not thinking about anything but the race. I'm okay. very focused on 
my race and what I'm doing. And a lot of the time I have to give myself pep talks because racing is hard. So I have to tell myself, you know, like, like Allison, you're tough. Like you can't, you can't be a little was like I, <laughs> I really, I have the weirdest little pep talks I give myself, <laughs> but you know, I'll give myself pep talks or I'll be like, Hey, like this pack, they're making moves. So Allison, you got to go with them. Like go with yeah. them, Allison. Or I'll be like, it hurts, but you got to go. Like you have to go now or you have a K left. This is like, this is the last bit of the race. You just got to finish that K. Like you got to push and um, you're just kind of constantly talking to yourself like, okay, you got to do this or they're doing this. You got to go with them or like, yeah. that's my teammate. You can run with them, go with them. Like you definitely talk yourself through it. At least me, I, it helps me to just consistently have something going through my head that involves the race. Yeah. So are you, when you pass teammates, are you like, come on? Oh, definitely. Yeah. A lot of us are Let's really go. good. Like, come on, Maddie, come with me. Like, let's go girl. You know, yeah. we're definitely, definitely trying to pull our teammates along with us. Yeah. I, I'm sure that's a nice little energy burst when you have a teammate run past you. Yeah. If you're like, oh, dang it. Now I have to go with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> Especially if you're competitive, like you are, I'm sure. Oh, oh like, yeah. I'm not letting anybody <laughs> pass me. No, from my definitely. Team. It's like a friendly competition we have on the team. Us, the top three girls, me and Maddie and Madison, we have this little friendly, like, we love each other, but we also don't want each other to beat each other. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, tell me about just the race after you got done that you were just the most exhausted you've ever felt in my whole life or college career. I guess your whole life. My whole life, the most exhausted. Oh, I. Did you ever just like get to the finish line and think like I can't believe I actually made it? Because oh my gosh, yes, I have one. No, I actually. So my senior year, I went to Foot Locker in California. And I had bronchitis when I went Oof. and I was just getting over an injury. So I was still trying to get back into shape. And I remember starting that race and there was a few poles like alongside of the, of the course. And I was like, you know what? If I run into one of those right now, I don't have to finish. <laughs> and I was, I was so close. Like I even ran towards it. Like I almost ran myself into a pole, so I did not have to finish the race. That's how miserable I was. <laughs> it was the worst race of my entire life. I bawled after that race. I was so miserable. But yeah, I don't know how I finished. I still don't know. <laughs> so did, were you like limping to the finish line? Oh, it was. I was crawling. I was just like. <laughs> Like holding back the tears while I was running, like, just get to the line. <laughs> yeah, incredible. that was that was not a fun one. <laughs> okay, now after we go to your lowest point, take me to you, your highest point where you finished a race. You know you PB'd. You know that you finished. I mean, mm. you you see you see that you're ahead of the pack. Or you know you know where you are. Yeah. Um, is this still with like my whole life? Yeah, go for it. Ah, it's hard. There's like a. I, I'll probably, I think my my senior year when I when I took state in the two mile, it wasn't even like I just felt the most amazing because I definitely didn't feel that good in that race. <laughs> but it was more of like I worked I had worked so hard to get to that point. Like yeah. I just because I kept having like I was so close to being a state champ and having so many opportunities to get there and then so many things just got in my way and it was just the most frustrating thing throughout my whole career and finally like that two mile race I wanted it more than I cared how bad it hurt and so <laughs> it was just like 
I put myself through world worlds of pain in that race and it just like it was just so worth it like when I crossed that finish line it was just like I got chills down my body because it was just the most like thrilling thing like I just like I'd finally done it like I'd finally after so many years and so many like trials I finally got to the like my main goal and it was just the most like it was just the best feeling yeah, like, even, it really was even just looking at you like talking about it it feels <laughs> like a spiritual experience no like, it was incredible <laughs> like you getting across that finish line mm-hmm. um what was the first race you ever won i ever won yeah oh i mean are we talking like high school or I like mean, your first like organized race like school race just whenever like w- the first time that you crossed the I finish line first and i won Oh my gosh. I She's don't like, know. So <laughs> I can't so even remember. Just, <laughs> no. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, I ran road races and I've won like overall women. I think that was probably the first time when I was like 10, I won. <laughs> <laughs> so what's that, what's that feeling like of just looking back seeing the rest of the pack and being and just knowing that you're better than everybody that ran the race that day at that age i didn't really care i was like oh cool like i won (laughs) but okay older older junior high that i there was a race my first race that i won it was probably it was a really good feeling i was pretty (laughs) stoked i was like i am the fastest person here i am so cool like i just felt like i was the coolest person ever and probably a little cocky about it because I was young (laughs) but it was it was a great feeling it was it's something that I'm sure that I'll never experience (laughs) but I'm glad I could experience it Uh through you and Mm -hmm. I appreciate you joining me on the podcast this week it was a really good uh, conversation well thanks for having me so um color or the color country run is next week yeah it's next weekend okay hopefully it was rainy last year so hopefully it'll be we can hope. Last year was so cold. <laughs> Let's hope weather is a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, so make sure you go out and support our cross-country and track and fields team. I mean, the cross-country team won. Well, the women win last year. Or was it just Angie that won the individual for, for the Big Sky Conference? So we won both. Angie won yeah. individual, and then we also won Big Sky. Any feeling for the upcoming season? Do you think you guys are going to take it once again? I think um, it's going to be a little bit harder this year, um, but I think we have a really good shot. I think we can. Yeah. I think if everyone goes out and runs like we all know, everyone can. Yeah. I think we have a really good shot of taking it again this year. Yeah, it's true with any sport. You need everybody on the same page mm-hmm. performing their best to win. So best of luck to you and the women's cross country team and to our listeners. Thank you for joining us so much. No, not thank you for joining us so much. Thanks <laughs> for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the Thundercast. I'm your host, Connor Sanders. Um, and we will be back next week with another fresh edition of the Thundercast. Make sure you read Allison's article on suunews.net, and we will catch you next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>